Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Nicholas. This is episode 285 for August 18th, 2021. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico, again, back from his contract holdout. Yep. Yep. Um, You're back. Welcome back. There's also a very loud lawnmower going on outside my home. Nice. So I apologize if that shows up in the recording. It probably will. No one our Just started as I (laughs) hit the record button. Nice. So... So there I wasn't lying when I said it was Nicholas, because we are Nick Less. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Um, <laughs> yep. All right, here we how go. How can people get a hold of us? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no Nick. Nick is tending to his relatives. I believe he has cousins visiting him this oh, week. Oh, fun. Cousins, quote unquote. Oh. Mm. I didn't, it's always something. I, I, I didn't know they got freaky like that in Ohio. Oh, they definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do. Uh, I don't know. One week it's the parents, one week it's the siblings, and now it's the cousins. Now it's the cousins. That's weird. Right. It's just the eventually it's a world tour. Now, you would think an easy way to remedy this would just be for Nick to come home and then he would see all of them at once. Right. But instead, he's hosting them yeah, every week and fucking up our podcast recording yeah. schedule. Well, I'm done with golf after tomorrow. Thank God. Why do you say thank God? Oh, it's been eight. What is it? 18 weeks? 15 weeks of golf. Mm. Ugh. I'm over it. And it's only nine holes every night. But I'm so over it. Like, yeah. Like at week eight, I'm like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) You realize there are people in their retirement years, like in their 60s and 70s, that play golf every single day. Donald Trump. (laughs) Right. Sometimes they're president at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's I, it's crazy to me that people actually do that. Like I, I could definitely see myself getting really into golf one day. Yeah. I don't think like that. Yeah. It's we we've gotten to the point like we'll make up excuses to not go on league night and then we we say we're gonna make it up. Well, we make it up all right. <laughs> <laughs> we write down a fake score and turn in our card. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, my, my father's buddies play that way. Yeah, well, they will like when they enter a tournament or even when they're playing against each other. It's not the lowest score; it's the lowest score I can get away right. with. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just as low as I could possibly go, and people still, I still, you know, can go to bed at night yeah. with some self-respect. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's too much. It's just been too much. Yeah, nine holes a week doesn't sound like much either. But it is. The thing about golf is it'll fuck you up. Yeah, like your upper body does hurt after. Yes, not even eighteen. Just like we played nine holes and we were there, and I hurt for three days after <laughs> I that. No, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's it's serious. Yeah, man. it's serious. Yeah, so I'm ready to be done. Ready to yeah. be done. So hopefully we can go back to Thursday nights soon. Yeah, and we can get back to our weekly yeah. uh, recording time. 
So I I need I need to say thank you to whoever made this suggestion uh, in the Discord and uh, reopened my heart to the mole that is on Netflix now. The Discord has been like real lit these yeah, days. Yeah, it has. Been. I don't know. Everybody's everybody's like got some ants in their pants on Discord. I don't know who I don't know who said it on Discord, but I have to thank them because I have been enjoying the shit out of the mole. Season one, the, yeah. the OG seasons with Anderson Cooper are on a- Anderson Netflix. Cooper season one of the mole. I I still think one of the three to four best seasons of reality television ever. I would make an argument that that have you watched season two yet? So I haven't. Oh, even though well I I know who the mole is and I know who the winner is. Yeah. So like I've definitely seen like clips and bits and pieces and stuff. Right. Maybe I've seen like episodes here and there. But it was the one season that I didn't sit down and watch front to back. You know, Anderson had more fun in that season than I've ever seen him have. Like, he's just having a good fucking time. I do recall Anderson Cooper wearing a lot of Hawaiian t-shirts and just letting loose on the beach. No, I think you're thinking of uh, Ahmad. On Ahmad the mall. Rashad too. Ahmad Rashad yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, definitely. I love I love the Ahmad Rashad season. Yeah, they were good. Them, but they were yeah. good. The mole in season two is savage. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So last night I'm watching the episode. I would say that it's the Keystone Challenge. Uh it I won't ru- I'll try not to ruin it for you, but you're you're gonna get the punchline here anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's the swimming challenge where the guys had to tread water for as long as they could, and they were the like the the sand in the hourglass basically. When they were out, the the challenge was over. The clock was running out, and every five minutes they'd add like a pound weight around their neck. So, yeah, I feel like they've done this on other seasons yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, the girl is trying to unscramble. A, a bunch of uh, letters and she forgets to pull a G over from the other puzzle and they end up losing the challenge. And I mean, this, this girl's devastated. She's just so distraught that they lost. And the next morning, the mole leaves them a note with all the G's missing on it. <laughs> like it's solely her fuck up, and the mole leaves a note the next morning with no G's on it. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and, and and this poor girl, which I hated her anyway, uh, <laughs> she was just so upset again the next morning because it was absolutely one hundred percent her fault. Mm. And the mole just fucking savagely called her out. Wow. What a great idea for a TV yeah. show that for some reason never like took hold no. in the ratings or culturally or at all. Because they tried it multiple times. They did two seasons. Yep. But I think the second season was like a summer burnoff, if it, I remember correctly. So 9-11. So it, okay. it it was today or it debuted like <laughs> two words nine eleven nine eleven. It yeah. debuted like the tenth, and they tried to bring oh. it back like three weeks later. You know, once things were coming back to normal, and right. the ratings were not there. So after the third episode, they pulled it and waited right. till the next summer. Yeah, they figured like a show about inside jobs wouldn't be appropriate. Right. <laughs> so. But even after that, after that, I mean. 9-11 took the mole away from us. I mean, let's just be honest. Wow. 
Let's be makes honest. it even matter about yeah, what's going on in Afghanistan <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> Taliban took away the mole. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's weird. So they did that. Yep. And so they uh, they burned off the show in summer. Right. And then canceled it and then brought it back on the same network with celebrities, which right. is like similar to what the Celebrity Apprentice did. The so, original Apprentice was failing in the ratings. Yep. So they just added celebrities and hoped that it would get So first views. was Celebrity Mall Hawaii, where we got Kathy Griffin and right. Eric Von Detten. Right. Never and- heard of him. <laughs> Who's this guy? Yeah. Uh, and uh, what's her name was the fucking model was the mole. Angie Dickinson. No. Yes. No. It was. That was the second season. Oh. Then the first season was, uh, yeah, they picked a model twice. I yeah. remember that being the And Corbin Burnson fucking called it out, too. <laughs> that was the best thing about the, the second. They're like, they wouldn't actually do this again. <laughs> they wouldn't do it again. And they did it again. Because Corbin Burnson would try to break the game. In, in Celebrity Mole Hawaii, yep. Corbin Burnson and Stephen Baldwin were both on that season. Yep. Uh, Corbin Burnson was convinced that every little piece of production design was somehow a clue to the mole's identity. So he started just counting like forks at dinner tables and like the amount of cupcakes they served for dessert, like everything, you know, he thought was a clue and it turned out that none of it was. And he ended up getting kicked out very early. (laughs) Then the following season, they brought Corbin Burnson and Stephen Baldwin back. I think they both again did very poorly, but this time they left a bunch of clues knowing that Corbin Burnson would be looking for them. And 90% of the time it was a total red herring, but there were a few clues Ugh. that Corbin Burns had nailed just on the money 100%. That's right. And they were remember? like the oddest like long roundabout fucking I remember there being seven candles on a dinner table That's one right. time and that corresponding with the mole's journal number. Yep. Which was also the number seven. And he's like, they did it again. They picked a model again. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's sounding like Alex Jones just spouting out about the, the frogs turning gay. Uh, great show. Great man. show. Frederic Vanderwall was the there mole. There it is. Yep. Yeah. And I love she used her accent to perfection. Give me some lead way. Give me some lead way. They had no idea what she was saying. <laughs> yeah. And didn't Dennis Rodman win Celebrity Mole Yucatan? I think he did. Yeah. That's great. That is so great. I got to try to look that up. So that, again, kind of failed after two seasons. And then I remember years go by, or it felt like years now, I'm sure. Like, it's been like 15 years since the fifth version aired. But they brought it back yet again with civilians with a different host. And that thing also failed. Yeah. So it's like they've kept trying to make this concept work because, like, it's a really... I think like brilliant concept for a reality show. And they've also done other like remember that show Who Done It on ABC? Yeah. Yeah. That was a it's got like a similar thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love it that much. You know, and I really think not having Anderson didn't help. Right. I, I Anderson Cooper, whether he wants to admit it or not, he got his start on the mole. No one knew who Anderson Cooper was before the mole. Uh yeah, I mean, he was the son of a Vanderbilt, so well, I'm sure he yeah. would have been okay anyway. Yeah. But. The mole Let's was, see, what was he doing? The mole was better with, with Anderson. When did he start? Yeah, okay, I guess he was on ABC News from 1995 to 2000. Okay. 
And then he went to CNN actually after the mole. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, and he's been there since. That fifth season, I remember not being that great. No, it wasn't. And remember, I called out the mole. We were right. doing our, <laughs> our do. contestant breakdown on RFF radio. <laughs> and I looked at this guy and I went, oh, my God, he's the mole. Yeah. And <laughs> from episode one. And then I remember like halfway through the season, he had they were at such high altitudes. He was having heart palpitations. Well, he was a large guy. Yes, he was a, a quite oh, obtuse gentlemen sure <laughs> you know you meant that as like a euphemism but it actually came out worse yeah <laughs> it was a bit uh morbidly obese <laughs> uh, it was a bit of a fat fuck <laughs> <laughs> no the thing was that everybody on that show looked like reality television contestants yep and he looked like a guy out of central casting. Yeah. <laughs> like he looked like a dude that the that production was gonna make the bowl. Yep. And then he made it to the end and some it's like, of course this guy's yeah. the fucking bowl. How yeah. Um But yeah, about halfway in between he had heart palpitations and and I remember reading an article after it was all said and done that the the production team was freaking out. They're like, What the fuck do we do? We're halfway through a season and our mole's gonna die on us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> That's like the big brother. They the big brother had a mole. That's right. And she got voted out the first That's- episode. <laughs> Oh, the Big Brother twists have been a huge flop in the past. Every twist has been a flop. Every single one. I can't even name the best twist. No. No. I guess the best twist is introducing the veto. Yeah. Season two. (laughs) Or whatever it was. Three or four. Yeah. Yeah. There's been, every twist has been horrendous. Remember the veto? You, you won it and you couldn't use it on yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? They did that for like three seasons and then it's like, oh, yeah, fuck, you can you win it and use it on yourself. That was like in Survivor when they let you use the immunity idol after the votes were yeah. cast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then Yule gets it and he's like, hey, guys, I have this thing that works if... Like I get voted out, yeah. So no one votes for him, and he wins. Yeah. How did he do it? I don't How know. How did that guy do it? I don't know. Yeah, the being able to use the immunity idol after everybody's voted, right? And, and yeah, after it's all revealed, there's only one way to play that. Yeah, there's literally only one way. Yeah. Just hey guys, I have the immunity idol. Yep. <laughs> and you're set. Yeah. Yeah. Now some of these things were not so thought through. No. I mean, let's be honest. We're talking now 20 years ago. The mole, the mole was 20 years ago. Plus, the world has changed (laughs) a lot. TV has changed. Entertainment has changed. You couldn't take the episodes that I'm watching on Netflix and, and put them on the air today as they are. They would they would flop because it's a boring show. Right. But in 2000, it was the most exciting thing ever. Think about how long ago this was. The fifth season of The Mole aired in 2008. Yeah. That's 13 years ago. Yes. June 2008. The fourth season of The Mole was in 2004. Yeah. There are only four years between four and five and 13 since then. Yeah. Of course it's going to change. But like, uh, I don't know. There's, um, I guess every generation goes through this is that. Stuff just radically changes. Like I saw a, a meme that's been going around or like a viral post that's been going around 
um, people have been looking at the top 10 billboard chart from 2009. Mm-hmm. I think the year is 2009 and being like, there was no better time than this. There will never be oh, a, yeah. a music era quite like this yeah. one. Let me see if I can find the post. And it's like, here, here are the songs. I got it here. Love the way you lie by Eminem and Rihanna. Fine. Oh okay. God. California girls by Katy Perry. Fine. <laughs> and then here's what you got. Ready? Dynamite by Tayo Cruz. Oh. Awful song. No. <laughs> Airplanes by B.O.B. Eh. I like it by Enrique Iglesias featuring Pitbull. Awful song. Cooler than me by Mike Posner. Awful song. It's like nostalgia does this to our brains. Yeah, it absolutely does. Like culture is just going to keep changing and you know, TikTok is the new thing. And 20 years from now, all the TikTokers are going to be like, there was never a time on the internet quite like 2021 (laughs) (laughs) when the fucking COVID Delta variant memes were were running rampant on the internet. Hmm. OMG by Usher. What an awful song. <laughs> I like this song. No better time in history than right here. But come on. What song? What year is this? 2009? Uh, maybe. Maybe it's 2010, 2011. I don't know. It was definitely when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, DJ Got Us Fallen in Love Again by Usher. I think, like, any time where Usher has two of the top ten spots in the Billboard charts is not a no. not the best time to be alive. No. Let's see if there's, like, a 2009 music compilation. Your Love by Nicki Minaj. Ugh. Billionaire by Tra- Travi McCoy. Oh, that's the Bruno Mars. Okay, that's a good song. I like that song. Hits of 2009. But this is what nostalgia does. Yeah. What is this? This Oh, Britney Britney. Spears. This is Britney, bitch. No better time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was 14 and I hated this. Yeah. Great song. This is a great song. This this is a good song. Uh, Kelly slaps. We got. We got to stop doing this. (laughs) I will sit here and I'll sit here and listen to eleven minutes of music videos from two thousand nine. Rob's like, actually, this was the best time. You know what? You are right. (laughs) No, you know, I I think this is and this is how and this is how bad it is to somebody knocking on the door of forty. Like this is still. Three years ago, <laughs> right? This shit. This just three years ago. I know. Not, not twelve. Ugh. All right. I I heard the other day that The Voice started airing ten years ago. I, yeah, <laughs> and that just like blew my fucking mind. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, it's weird to think that we're nostalgic for the the two thousand tens. But right, well, sure, definitely that, and, you know. and also there, just because this is the the drug of nostalgia, is that we remember those times as a lot fonder than they actually right, were. right. You know, when if you really go day by day, like okay, I liked high school a lot. 
and I liked parts of college. And yeah. I'm now starting to like be nostalgic for college, which was weird. Ew. But eh, you know, it was whatever. Let's go back. And and sure listen, that, let's go back to listening to some of those shows. <laughs> let's not. They've been burned like the fucking records in Kabul. Co- that's this not true. That's not true. I have them on a Google Drive. Well, I, you should drive the uh, d- erase them from the drive. <laughs> what, the, 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 what was that? The, <laughs> The Taliban is coming. <laughs> Please destroy all episodes. Be more funny. <laughs> uh, uh, should we talk about what's going on in Afghanistan? I mean, what is there to say? I don't know. I really, <laughs> they knew this was going to happen. I, I'm, I'm torn. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Taliban mm. bad. I mean, I'm not torn on that. Taliban mm. bad. Seems like it. Uh, but, are we supposed to be the world police forever and ever? Um, no, probably not. And and it's not fair to those troops that are still over there 20 years later. I know that they weren't there the whole time, but. No, I think you're right. I But the fact of the matter is that we went in there and and quote unquote instilled democracy. Right. And then when we left, the democracy crumbled, and now where Biden is like they didn't have the will to fight. It it, it, well, it it would be like if I fucking like you know if I fired a teacher at an elementary school, and they brought in some sub off the street to teach, and then like all the test scores went down, and we blamed the sub. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, I, like you're the you're the ones that put them in there. Like I, you have to follow through on that. But here's here's something that I heard from somebody that uh, has some experience in this in this area, is that the localities, these little areas, are still controlled by the fear of the Taliban coming back. Mm. So the Taliban are still there terrorizing very localized small areas. And the first chance they got, they were going to come back and take over. They're going to, ca- you know, cash in those those threats that they were. So you needed to stay loyal to the Taliban as a as a local person so that they didn't come in and kill you and your family in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though, yes, you're being governed by something. But but there's just a force from below. And it's right. the, and, and and when the government got weak. That force overtook. Right. Right. And it is also very hard. And this is why, like, I I just, frankly, I just thought Biden's statement the other day was just horrendous. Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> when he's, you know, like, how you can say that these people lacked the will to fight. Right. When, you know, their uh, fellow countrymen are being beheaded in the streets. And like, there's no fucking support for this small ass military yeah. that has taken on far more losses than we have. Yeah. Like, just you look at the numbers. It's what, 60,000, 70,000 yeah. casualties of, of Afghanis as opposed to only a couple thousand Americans. It's like, I'd like to say that they lack the will to fight when like the Taliban is just going city to city, beheading their leaders. Don't tell and, like, me. Like, shooting women for not wearing burqas. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have the will to fight either. And also, that's what you're supposed to be here for. I yeah, thought but the don't, whole point. Don't tell me that there's a lack of will to fight when these people were literally hanging on to a, a, the outside of an airplane 
to try yes. to get out of that country. Right. That's it was a losing battle. And yeah. There was, yeah. Th- there was no way without our support that they were going to. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever, if you want to say get out, I mean, that might be like a pretty universal thing. Like Biden ran on it. Trump also ran on yes, it. Like, he did. let's not forget. Yeah. Like Trump was an isolationist, too. And I also recall when he took troops out of Turkey and, yeah. and uh, everybody was like, you're abandoning the Kurds. Remember that? Like yeah. two years ago. Yeah. And everybody gave him shit for that. And it's like, I think both parties are guilty of it. Um it, but at the very least, if you get out of there after 20 years, you got to do it the fucking right way. Right. And apparently there's 60,000 people on the ground. Um, that's just an estimate. I heard that on MSNBC the other day. There's 60,000 people on the ground of our allies and other Afghanis that need out of there. And we got 3,000. <sighs> you can't take the military out first. You got to no. get the people out first. It, it, it's just it's tragic. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. It's fucking awful. It's like it's a disaster. Yeah, it's an absolute disaster. And and you know what? Uh, People that criticize us for, you know, being a Trump supporter or whatever. I will say this. They could criticize you, first of all. All right. (laughs) I didn't vote for him. You did. All right. You're right. (laughs) I will say this, though. Had this been Trump being president and the withdrawal started start was supposed to start after September 11th, like next year, maybe. It would well, May first is the evidently what his plan was. Oh, Trump's. Yes. Okay. Well, whatever. Whatever the timeline is, this would have also happened under Trump. Yeah, perhaps. I, I don't think. I don't think they were going to handle it any better than than Biden did. It's possible. Who, who's to say? Who knows? I mean, I I, I just don't know. I, I don't. All I know is the guy that's in there is is doing it and he fucked it up really really bad yeah yeah i mean you could speculate on that all day and whatever well no you know he fucked up really bad when cnn and msnbc and the new york times are all lamb oh yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. no he fucked up it's really bad it's It's really bad he's actually been like a really awful first eight months of his presidency like he's it's been really awful yep and everybody that's like, oh, Trump's not looking so bad now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is crazy, Yep, which is crazy. Fucking eight months ago, his supporters fucking ransacked the Capitol. <laughs> and we're like, I kind of wish I had this guy back at the helm. It's all cool. Kind of wish I had the steady hand of Trump <laughs> tweeting every day and, and, and controlling foreign policy. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I just think like I, the, the fucking that that statement was just bullshit when he said these people yeah. lack the will to fight. Wow. Like I, I just I hated that whole thing. I hated that Biden just blamed Trump for negotiating with the Taliban. I I don't know. Just makes no sense to me. And you see those images of people hanging off of airplanes and it's like, yeah. All right. Somebody's got to get fired for this. Yep. Whatever you want to say, this is not a job well done. I blame all of this on Andrew Cuomo. He needed something to take the heat off him. That's what it was. <laughs> Cuomo made some phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's finally out, though. Yeah. When, no, is next week the last day? Okay. Next week. I don't know. Why did he give a two weeks? As governor, do you give a two week notice? Sure. <laughs> like, all right, I've guys. always given a two weeks notice. I'll see you in a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll leave my key with you. Uh, how do how do we how do we do this? Yeah, it's just yeah. What a fucker. 
Yeah, huh? Literally. Literally. <sighs> kind of handsome. Probably Pierce Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing about Cuomo is that like all the sexual harassment stuff clearly was horrible, whatever, and yeah. you should have resigned for it and all that shit. But the the nursing home cover up never stuck. No. He killed twenty five hundred old people. And and they were like, meh. That never stuck. It never it's stuck. It's crazy. It's crazy. The culture that we're living in. It's that like that to me seemed like a far worse yes. scandal. Because yes. like one is uh, like personal sort of character issues. Right. But the other is like gross incompetence professionally. Like yeah. you're bad at your job. Like at yeah. least one is in regards to what you your capacity to serve. And I don't know what the exact number of, of senior citizens that passed away, but one report that I read estimated over 2,500. And the state of New York is still the highest death toll, right? I think so. I believe so, based on COVID. Yeah. That, it's crazy that that thing never stuck. Never. Like, his aides just, like, covered that shit up. Yeah. They just, like, juiced the numbers to make it seem like it wasn't that bad. And the policy, yeah, it's, I don't know. But I will say that... Had that not already happened, he might have survived this. Mm. I was convinced that he was going to survive this the whole time. Well, I kind of was, too. I'm like, he's not going to go anywhere. Man, this guy's just going to keep fighting. Yeah. Just like, impeach me. Go ahead. Yeah. I dare you. I dare you. And I thought that, like, they just weren't going to call his bluff. I really did. Yeah. And by the way, if you look at polls, apparently he is leading among all potential Democrats in the upcoming primary. <laughs> yeah, you shitting me. It's true. So he could run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of my course. God. He's leading. Oh, He's my fucking God. fucking leading. 26%, I think, of likely voters. Jesus. I mean, why not? It's the Cuomo yeah. name. Like, I just drove across the Cuomo Bridge a couple weeks ago. <laughs> The Mario Cuomo Bridge. <laughs> that sounds into Jersey. terrible. It's my favorite bridge in New York. It's named after them, huh? Yeah, his father. Cuomo's everywhere, man. That's crazy. You don't vote against the Cuomo's in New York. So, I'm, I'm going to call my shot. In a year that I have been right about everything. Yeah. I'm going to call my shot on this I'm not sure you've been right about everything. But. Everything. Should we go down the list? No. Okay. No need to. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the guy uh, that died, Rob, today? Oh, Sean Locke over over in uh, the Great Britain mm. was his name. He was on a lot of a lot of like panel shows. Eight out of ten cats does countdown. 58 years old. Not old. Not that old. I was watching some clips today because I know you love these shows. Love them. Love them. Uh, yeah, he was very funny. He had like a like a Norm MacDonald kind yes. of delivery to him. Yes. Where everything was kind of like, uh, it was aloof, but uh, like it was, it was both deadpan and, like, I don't know. It was, it was monotone, but there was like a lot of uh, like, like character to everything that he said. Yeah. It was, it was a weird combo of both. But it was kind of just like every every like joke kind of rolled off his tongue. Yeah, it, it was very casual. Uh, he was there's a story in, in the media that says that he was talking to one of his friends 
who had found out that he was in hospice care. So he, he called him up and he says, uh, what's hospice like? And he says, Oh, it's okay. The sex is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. So the man's in hospice care and he's still cracking jokes. I mean, literally on death's door. Yeah. You don't come out of hospice care. No, I got to find a YouTube video from, uh, the big fat quiz of the year. Well, what I lied to you, he was also on a few times. Oh, yeah. He was on there uh, quite a bit, I think. I need to go back and find those. Uh, those shows. Sorry, everybody. So this is a, a show that they do every year around Christmas time where they just get a bunch of uh, UK celebrities over there together and they do a, just a quiz of the year. And so they're in teams of two, and every year one of their bits is to have little kids from like this third grade class act out something that happened in in the year, and it's up to the contestants to try to guess uh, guess what event they were you know acting out. And the, the the little plays that they put together are quite elaborate. But so they they do this, and this is Sean's. Uh, I thought they were shit. (laughs) (laughs) If I was their drama teacher, I'd be absolutely ashamed. I threw myself in the canal. It's one of the worst acting I've ever seen. (laughs) Really bad. (laughs) Boo! Boo is right. We've actually turned this into a fucking panto. story they can handle. This obviously story's got too much grit in it and they don't know how to do it properly. <laughs> so yeah, that's that sucks. That's a hard one for me. Yeah. That's a hard one for me. Yeah, those Brits, man. TV is just different. Over it's there. so different over there. So different. And I know we've some of our listeners know exactly. I mean, some of our listeners have watched a lot of British TV as well. Mm. For some reason, it all crosses over. Um, but uh, it, it's just, it's such a slow pace. Like, it's just so casual in such a proper way. You know, it's odd. <laughs> mm. Well, also, it's a lot. Yeah, it, it, they're allowed to be a lot more vulgar because of the censors, too. Right, right. Yeah. But after after like yeah. 9 p.m., it's it can be uncensored, basically. Right. It's just titties on Big Brother. Yeah, I think they, they call that the watershed. It's after the watershed. Is that what it's called? I believe it's called the wat- watershed. <laughs> Pretty good. Still can't say anything about the queen, though. No. Queen's a lovely woman. The queen but... is a lovely woman. <laughs> yeah, you want to show some boobs on, on your reality shows, go for it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Don't disgrace the queen. No, it's... Uh... Queen's a lovely woman. Uh, I did want to mention. So I wasn't here last episode. That's right. You weren't. What was that two weeks ago? A week ago? When was that? Yep. Sure. I was on vacation. That's what it <laughs> That's was. That's right. I was on vacation from <laughs> the non-job that I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a long, much-deserved vacation. <laughs> yes. Just, you know, just to refresh and uh, got to stay recharged to be Nico. 
so were, were you guys like arguing about the state of rock music? What, what, like, why are people so apoplectic in the discord? <laughs> What's happening here? I, I, I don't remember our conversation to be right down honest with you because I, I just don't remember these shows anymore. <laughs> uh, but it seems like that we we come across the fact that rock music isn't the same, so therefore it must be dead. That's kind of that. That was kind of Nick's take on it. Is that rock is dead because it's no longer at the forefront of right of of popular music? Yeah, that maybe like rap and yeah, yeah, country are and and rock is no, which I agree with. But then faith just goes on this like <laughs> okay, fucking. I haven't read it, so just well, actually, it, it first it was Katie just listing bands that I had never heard of, <laughs> which I think she was proving my point as she was listing. Discord right now, I'm sure you guys mentioned this last week, and I wasn't here, and I apologize if that's the case. I don't remember. Is that terrible? Wow. Yes. Okay. It is. It's, it's probably bad. a sign of old Alzheimer's. Age. I'm yeah. sure it is. Probably. Okay, here's the list. I'm sorry for repeating this. I because I, again I did not listen to the episode. <laughs> Volbeat, Bad Wolves, Skillet, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, Five Finger Death Punch. I've heard of them. Halstorm. Halstorm? Halstrom? Halstorm. Halstrom. Halstrom. House she wrote House Storm. All Good I Things, The Pretty Reckless, Architects, From Ashes to New, Asking Alexandria, Chevelle, Star Set, Falling in Reverse. It's like you didn't even try, guys. <laughs> SMH. <laughs> like, like, we're fucking music experts, first no, of all. You've made, first of all, you've made... It's not even my point. It's Nick's <laughs> point. Whatever point was being made here, you've made it. You've made it by naming fucking things no one's ever heard of. <laughs> it's like fucking Obama's end of the year best movies list. And it's like just fucking the most artsy like con releases, can <laughs> releases of the year. Uh, uh, and yeah. then, yeah, Faith was going off. Also, I described New Country as pop music for wannabe Yeah, we, were, we also talked about that stupid fucking song uh, that bougie like Applebee's last week. <laughs> I do remember that because I had to pull... Oh, I don't want the Facts of Life theme song, you idiots. <laughs> well, now I gotta fucking hear it because it's in you my idiot. head. <laughs> about the facts of life, the facts of life. That's enough of that. You just can't help yourself, can you? I can't. You're just an addict. <laughs> you have to play it. Yes, I do. My girl is She's so low maintenance. Don't need no champagne. Popping entertainment. Take her to Wendy's. Can't keep her I'm so glad we stumbled upon this song. But every now and then when I get paid I've definitely heard this in public too Have you really? Oh yeah, it's out there Oh god It's out there The streets are rattling With bougie like Maddie the styrofoam Oh my god It's terrible Anyway 
What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. What else is you new in your life? Nothing. My bathtub is done. I don't know if oh. I've talked about that already. I think we did. I think yeah. we're going on three weeks of bathtub. Talk. Okay. Well, I I don't get how people get their dick caught in these things. Like <laughs> that's that's what I really that's what I really don't understand. Like that can't be good. That can't feel good. Um. Well, perhaps they're not as well endowed as you, Rob. Well, maybe, maybe that's what the problem is. <laughs> maybe. maybe they're getting in and out of it with a lot more ease. <laughs> maybe they're a little less yeah, girthy. I, I can't. I can't imagine like a jet of water going up your pee hole. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Well, that's. Hmm. I heard this term for the first time recently. Oh no! <laughs> Let me get the Urban Dictionary up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've heard it, but I never knew what it was. It's called sounding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. a friend of mine was like, you haven't heard of sounding? What's the matter with you? <laughs> and I go, excuse me? Sounding is the act of inserting a metal rod into your urethra. <laughs> sounding tubes are meant to be used medically, but some people figured out they experience sexual pleasure from the act. The reason for Have we ever invented anything that hasn't been repurposed as a sex toy? No. No, 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 no. That's no. always our first thought. Ugh. The sounding tube can reach very sensitive parts inside your penis that, if stimulated, can create some very intense orgasms. Oh. <laughs> Isolate that, please. <laughs> Mark that. Um, yeah. I, I'm hurting. It's one of those sentences that, like, it hurts. <laughs> so, how did the topic of sounding come up with your friends? This is don't the, know. This is this is where I really want to get it down into it. <laughs> don't remember, but one of them said sounding, and I'm like, "What's that?" Uh, I, I don't know. I have some weird conversations with my friends. I guess. Yeah. Get those suckers recorded. Yeah, no, it's it's called why is this a thing, guys? Just check it out. Yeah, I don't get I don't get the sounding. Don't good. Get, don't get the sounding. Well, you know what? I, so that's what people do in jacuzzis is they just blast a bunch of water <laughs> yeah, in guess. there. The other way. I mean, that's gotta lead to some infections. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> I have to I have to say this. When I oh, first no. heard the term sounding I was thinking, what are those those toning those toning rods? <laughs> I think they're tuning forks. Tuning forks. Yeah. I thought that you put the your the thing in your pee hole, <laughs> and that it was like a tuning fork. <laughs> and, and that's that's why it's called sounding. <laughs> Cow, <laughs> you fucking whore! <laughs> what? That's what I thought when I first heard that term years and years ago. So you, so you thought by putting the metal rod in, the penis then became <laughs> a sort of erect tuning fork? Yes. That you could just bang on the side yeah, of the table? Yeah, you just kind of helicoptered your dick around to hit on something and it, the vibration felt good. <laughs> That's what I thought sounding was. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, now someone's going to try it. <laughs> now Don't. someone at home that's I, I, I would not I would not suggest trying sounding. I, I feel like that is such a an invitation for bacteria right into the pee hole. Oh, it's got to be painful. Yeah, now. it does. Gotta be. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. No. Anyway, let's uh, <laughs> off that. <time>. Sorry. <laughs> So I have a I have a, a question for you. All right. Am I flirting with my therapist? Uh-oh. It'll never happen. You <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> you can't fall in love. <laughs> what is it when you fall in love with your therapist? I don't know. Flor- is that the Florence Nightingale effect? <laughs> I have not fallen in love with my therapist. Let me be very clear. She's a little outside my age range. <laughs> I, I don't care. Yeah, where the caregiver falls in love. Oh, where the caregiver falls in love with her patient. Okay, maybe that's what's happening. Uh, yeah, right. Like, she's falling I, in love with you. I think so. Oh, please. I think so. I'm getting vibes. No. I'm getting vibes. Nah. Serious vibes. Nah. It's happening. Maybe <laughs> it's not. But I think it is. Nah. With my very limited expertise... With women, I think that's what's happening. So you say she's older than you? Much. Like how old? In, in her 50s. All right. All right. Married? <laughs> no. Okay. Divorced. Oh, so lesbian. Got it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's my not into you. <laughs> Listen, this is what happens with my therapist every week. Every twice a week, by the way. By the way, therapy's going very well. I'm eternally grateful for this woman. She's helped me a lot. Here here's what? here's how I know that this story's going nowhere. Because huh. if if it doesn't start out with she asks to see my cock every week, the story's <laughs> going nowhere. <laughs> no, but she has said things like, you know, I got to come up there and serve you food sometime. Like, I gotta, like, like, there's been, like, comments. Okay. There's been, like, comments. I don't know. Okay. So, so when you, <laughs> so when you say it, this is how you said it. I would come up there and serve you food sometime. It makes it sound like she wants to put you in a diaper and feed you baby food while you shit your diaper. <laughs> in that context, that's what you made it sound Maybe like. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what she's into. I don't know. <laughs> no, my therapist is a delightful woman. But. She definitely, uh, how do I put this? Definitely lacks a certain amount of professionalism when uh, when when going through these therapies. Well, sessions. she's just trying to be hip and cool. She wants to, maybe she wants to be with the hip crowd. My therapist makes fun of me constantly throughout these well, sessions. Well, That's good. All she does. Well, good. Which I I've I've not been to that much therapy. I've had a you know couple of therapy appointments in my life. I actually switched therapy. Uh, or switch therapists a few weeks in when I started a couple months ago. So I've experienced two for a significant period of time. The first one was like very supportive. Like, you know, you got to prop up the patient. You can't make them feel like a freak, all that shit. My therapist just constantly roasts me for my problems Good. all the time. Good. All the time. That's what you but need. Like, I do. Yeah. I need to be mocked and made fun of constantly. Oh, yes. Yes. I don't get that enough in my life. No. I don't get that enough from you no. and Nick. No. <laughs> Constant negative reinforcement all the time. Yes. 
And, but it's like, in a way, it is in a flirty way. It's in a flirty way. There's a flirty energy there. <laughs> There's not. There is. I mean, is she touching you? I haven't been. This has been all over the phone. That's the thing. <laughs> it's over. It's over Zoom. <laughs> it's just in the show. It's just in the show. What? No. What? How can you flirt with somebody over Zoom? Like, oh, how you can, can flirt over Zoom? How can you? But how can somebody that you've never ever met mm. in real life, Manti Teo? Ah, <laughs> uh, game set match. That's not. That's not flirting. That's. I believe it was. That's hardcore flirting. Yeah, hardcore flirting. I think there there was flirting that turned into something a lot. So deeper. what is she saying specifically that makes you go, "Oh, she's flirting with me." She called me handsome the other day. Okay. Well, it was just comments. I You're, don't know. It was just like it was just like, you know, like kidding, like jo- there was a lot of joshing around, you know what I'm saying? I mean, she's a 50-year-old divorced lesbian. What do you <laughs> expect? It's just like unlike any therapist I've ever met before. <laughs> Like, I just don't know any therapists that are this mean to their patients. Because she, she, you, you connected on Zoom for the first time. And, uh-huh. she, and she looks, she thinks to herself, well, this poor fucker, he's not, <laughs> he's not going to respond to fucking anything positive. Just, Which is true. Just fucking make him feel, this psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> just tear him down. Let him build himself back up. She's constantly mocking like my problems, constantly. Good, which I love. I appreciate that. Which is good. like that's what I seek out in life. But <laughs> I do wonder that ex- if experiencing it for twenty six years, you know, that hasn't led to any results. So, like, what you know what I'm saying? Maybe I you, need like a different treatment. What if you just blew up on her? Like she's she pokes fun at you and you. Go, well, I tell her every week that I'm gonna fire her. That's what I say every. <laughs> that's how I begin the session. Yeah, so, so you begin the session with an empty threat. <laughs> I begin the session saying you're doing a horrible job. And I'm serious. That's why I say to her every week yeah. that she doesn't take any notes. I made fun of her for the fact she doesn't have a notebook and she doesn't write anything down. And so, yeah, because she really doesn't want to help you. (laughs) I think so. She saw you come on the Zoom call and she's like, "Okay, I'm going to tear this fucker down so that I can motherfuck. So I can get him in a diaper (laughs) and feed him baby food. (laughs) He is so sexy. I can't resist myself. So she's in it for the long con. Let's be clear. I am not sexy, but I may be sexy to a 50 year old divorcee. <laughs> Maybe. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, she is a lesbian, so. <laughs> I don't think she's a lesbian. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Wonderful woman. Yeah. Has done great work for me. Yeah. Has done great work, but like definitely unconventional. So what's the what's the progress that you're seeing? Uh, I tried pizza for the first time. Nice. The and how, what I did, did you what did you think? Oh, so listen to this. You want to hear this? Yeah. So I got COVID in February. Right. Remember that? Yep. And I talked about it. I was on death's door. Whatever. Even though I tested negative twice, I had COVID. Yep. Months go by. I'm feeling fine. Never lost the taste. Never lost the smell. Nothing like that. You lost the taste. Listen. Around May, 
all of a sudden I'm getting like this weird, like acidic taste in my mouth. <laughs> like just like every time I I eat something that I like, yeah, like pretzels or potato chips or French fries or whatever, like my main diet, the three basic food groups <laughs> in Nico's diet, they tasted horrible. Like it tasted like very chemically. And I, at first I'm like, oh, this is probably just like, at first actually I thought, oh, there's just something up with the potatoes at McDonald's. Like, I'm like, this, you know, it's like a potato problem. And then weeks go by and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm starting to like smell this weird smell every time I walk into a kitchen. What's that about? And, you know, more and more and more and more and more. I'm starting to realize, oh, shit, this is a me problem. Mm. Fast forward. It's now mid-August. I still have that taste Uh-oh. with most like grains or processed foods Uh oh your body's shutting down bro <laughs> so this is what happened apparently and this is this weird thing for people that lose their taste and smell during covid again this wasn't me no for people that do lose their taste and smell they're fine and then two and a half months later this was the exact timetable yeah they start to get this what they describe as metallic-y chemical-y taste oh, and smell boy and so it's this thing called perosmia per- perosmia something like that um, and it's essentially like the, the smell receptors and the receptors in your taste buds are just broken Oh, nice! and, and your body has to rebuild them. And apparently with it, normally this is caused by viral shit. The cases in the past of parasmia, which used to be incredibly rare, is no longer rare. Take two to three years to Oof. heal themselves. Oof. <laughs> yeah. And so it was also just around the time I started therapy. I started mid-May. Yeah. And it was and at first also I thought maybe it was because I was introducing all these new foods that right. like my body was just like rejecting them. Not the case. So now snack foods, french fries, they all taste awful to me. All of it. Oh, no. And so I had pizza for the first time and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be this great breakthrough. I'm going to taste it and it's going to be like, oh, what have I been missing all these years? And again, it's that metallic taste. Nice. And underneath, everything was fine. Like I could tell, like, had there not been that taste present, I would have been okay. But now everything just tastes bad. So to me, it sounds like you're making up an excuse to not eat food. <laughs> True. <laughs> true and your therapist is calling you out on that um i no, i listen i've still tasted all this stuff i've still tried it it's just literally everything is horrible well now everything I, tastes bad so i think it's psychosomatic i don't think so bro <laughs> the new york times wrote an article about oh it. yeah fake news Perosmia is a dysfunctional smell detection characterized by the inability of the brain to correctly identify an odor's natural smell. Uh. The condition was rare and little researched until it it became relatively more widespread since 2020 as a side effect of COVID-19. So now I'm fucked. But I had pizza for the first time and I didn't throw it up. So that's good. good. Yeah. It was good though, wasn't it? It was from Domino's. Yeah. So I was told it wasn't the best. It's not the best, but oh, it tastes so good when you're at a hotel and you order Domino's. <laughs> right. And you're hammered at 1230. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. hammered. Fucking all the lights on the air conditioner at 42 degrees. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. But uh, yeah, there we go. So. 
progress is being made. But I'm afraid my therapist has boundary issues. Well, when she starts touching your dick, okay. that's that's when all. <laughs> when I get a text message from 1230 being like, right. you up? Yeah. <laughs> get a load of this. Whip out your cock and just go. <laughs> it starts reverberating because I yeah. have a metal rod up there. <laughs> Good old tuning fork. <laughs> I really thought you were just sticking tuning forks up your bit dick hole. And then just... <laughs> Slingshotting them against the wall, <laughs> make it vibrate. Oh goodness! So that's what's going on with me. Cool. What else we got? Nothing. Let's go Great. home. Let's get out of here. <laughs> we're sick of you. We're show ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. Nah, I don't think so. Worst show since the last one. Yeah, that's true. We did get the tuning fork dick out of it, though. I mean, what can we say? We did. Uh, go to the Discord and yell at us about rock music if you want to do that. Yeah. Go watch The Mole on Netflix. Oh, go watch the season two. So good. Oh, I have another show recommendation. It, it, it's on HBO. It's called The White Lotus. Oh, I've heard about this. And it's written by Mike White. Yeah. Written and directed by Mike White, who was a contestant on Survivor 37. And Amazing Race. And Amazing Race twice. Yeah. Very good show. Liked it a lot. TwoCentsRadio.com. See you next Love week. It.